One. Recording in progress. Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollbuck. With me, Jay Hanahan from the How to Kill a Sacred Cow podcast. This is Highway Diary episode 329. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I had such a fun time on How to Kill a Sacred Cow. I posted it on my website. If you go to erichollerbach.com and go to podcast appearances, I had the loveliest YouTube version of the How to Kill a Sacred Cow podcast. And then one time I was going through making sure my website works. I always click on my links, make sure that there's no dead links. Dead link. How to Kill a Sacred Cow. YouTube. What happened? You got banned from YouTube? What happened, Jay Hanahan? Yeah, I got two strikes, which I guess in YouTube language means three strikes. And when I tried to appeal, uh, well, basically what happened was the first strike that I got was for an episode I did back in January of 2020 on Jeffrey Epstein. And I guess YouTube likes pedos, so they, you know, struck that one, whatever, took it down. Second one was on medical misinformation. And um, while the first one was like a warning, the second one was a first strike. The third one, I did another episode on uh, with, with uh, oh, geez, who was it? Philip Fairbanks. He did uh, Pedo Gate of Primer. And, um, yeah, that was, that was it. YouTube totally threw me off. I guess you can't uh, criticize elite pedos. Yeah. So it seems like the establishment is circling the drain at the moment because Ghislaine's on trial. Epstein killed himself, so you're not allowed to talk about it anymore. I always love how, like, even Prince Andrew in that BBC interview was like, well, um... He very unfortunately killed himself, so um, case closed. Anyway, it's like <laughs> not one person in America believes that. You're just doing this establishment talking point because they got too close to the royal family. Yeah, and um, the crazy thing is that, you know, in terms of, like, the, the stuff that I was talking about on my show, it was, it was all pretty, uh, you know, it was all detailed. It was all from, you know, just... Public, and public source. Public source, exactly. And, you know, I guess they just don't like that shit. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you have a sense of that, was it COVID plus Epstein kind of connecting dots between the, it's very small at the top of the pyramid, right? So the people that are, that are setting up little St. James are also people setting up this little, Operation Delta, Operation Unicorn, Operation... Um, you name it. What, yeah. You're, like, in the Boston area, right? What's, uh, what's the feeling on the ground over there as far as... Are they going for the Unicorn variant? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, uh, Governor Charlie Baker just announced that he's on his way out, but on his way out he announced that he's going to introduce the QR code to uh, tie it with the vaccine passports. So that's where we're heading here in Massachusetts. Everybody here, it's, it's a highly vaccinated population. Um, you know, we're, we're upwards of 80% or something like that of eligible vaccinators. And, um, you know, it's pretty, uh, everything's pretty politically correct around here. Everybody's pretty more on the, on the liberal side. But, you know, once you get out towards Western Massachusetts, more in the rural areas, of course, that flips. But um, when you go into the rich areas, they all have Black Lives Matter signs on their lawns and things like that. You know, people that if you if you try to, you know, take a right on red, they'll speed red past you, won't let you go type of people. People that won't uh, make eye contact with you in the grocery store. Um, you know, they love 
they really love their masks around here, uh, especially when you get into the more affluent areas. They will they they have the mask mandates, you know, county by county, city by city, um, and uh, it's really not a fun place to live. I, I can see the writing on the wall, um, and I, I I don't know if it's proximity to New York, uh, but that shit is getting scarier by the day. I don't know if you've actually seen this. New York State Legislature is trying to put something through. There's a bill. I forget. It's like A-154 or something like that, um, where they're now going to uh, any health authority or, or governor or anyone that's appointed by the governor delegated this authority is going to have the power to detain anybody uh, if they test positive or they come into close contact with anybody that tests positive. And they're also, once they have you in detention, they will have the power to give you any uh, medical intervention that they deem necessary, up to and including medications, treatments, and vaccinations. So that shit's fucking scary. And um, that's, that's really what I'm looking to, to help uh, prevent, uh, it, do my part <coughs> in, in raising, raising awareness or just I, I don't fucking know at this point, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what to do anymore. You know, I feel like I've done my part in trying to raise awareness uh, with people that I know. And uh, it doesn't seem like anybody's mind is being changed. You know, every, I, I guess there was there was a time when people's mind, by now, you know, the lines are kind of drawn, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and there's a passive aggressiveness. I find, like, people that don't have a sense of purpose or power in their life they use this to go put your mask on to be rude but like it from a moral high stand high ground that was deemed to them from their government so then their government gives them marching orders then they're the little foot soldiers of the establishment and they don't realize that they're all going on the train to auschwitz but i will say this you know the mainstream news i'm so glad that youtube took you down because you youtube puts up mainstream news clips with the correct messaging and here is very, very fascinating uh, piece from mainstream news about hunting and COVID-19. State researchers looked into data collected from harvested deer in Iowa. Those deer were being tested for chronic wasting disease, but they were also checked for COVID-19. Matter of fact, 80% of them had the virus ahead of hunting season. WAT6 on your side reporter, Kirsty Crawford, looks into whether there is a real concern of transmission. Terry Lewis has been deer hunting for 45 years, and that's not changing this year. We are. Already been a couple times muzzleloader hunting. The possibility of the deer he hunts having COVID-19 doesn't worry him. Not really. Um, you know, we try to take uh, as many precautions as we, whether whether COVID is an issue or not, we always wear rubber gloves and wash our hands and wash our tools. Uh, when we harvest an animal. Deer having COVID-19 isn't out of the question. Two studies show deer in four states had COVID-19, but not in Tennessee. The most recent study out of Penn State focused on deer in Iowa. The data proves the animals were actively infected. And so they looked at lymph nodes in deer that had been hunter harvested and found that a pretty large percentage of them were positive by PCR, which is showing that they actually have the virus in them um, as opposed to the antibodies which show that they've been exposed at some point. What is that? So the PCR test, uh, which has shown COVID-19 in grapefruit, watermelons. Um, and pawpaws. And what? And pawpaws. 
Pawpaws. It's another vegetable. Or, oh. or it's a fruit. Papayas? Yeah. No, pawpaws. It's, a, it's an African fruit. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so, uh, you know, the reason why this is on the news is to scare you from hunting. So, what what's the most nutritious food in the world is wild game. Um, but instead of having wild game, what you do is you go to the grocery store and you get factory farm, antibiotic ridden, sprayed with ammonia, chicken breasts or whatever with no nutritional value. So to say, oh, well, you shouldn't harvest the deer that are natural wild game that eat, you know, wild natural diets to have nutritious meat. You should be scared of that because it has COVID-19. Mm. So really, were the deer vaccinated? Mm. <laughs> were the deer wearing their masks? Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think they were. I think they were being very mm. irresponsible out there in the wild. And what's crazy is, so, I, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a crazy stretch in the first place for uh, COVID-19 to have gone from bats to humans, and that was a big deal. But now all of a sudden it's going from humans to other animals. Like, I, I wasn't aware that, that uh, you could cross species w with, with these diseases. And it just kind of, it really speaks to the ridiculousness of the whole fucking thing. You know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't take a, a very smart person to realize that, that a lot of this is bullshit. And furthermore, actually, I think sometimes the less intelligent you are, the, the easier it is to see. Um, you know, a lot of these educated people can kind of o overthink these things. And it's just, it's fucking incredible to me. Like, everyone by now has to know that these PCR tests are bullshit, right? Like, you can't spread, you can't spread diseases asymptomatically. You, and if you're testing positive, like, you have to know that it's a, it, it's a false positive. And why isn't that the, the original go-to, especially if you, if you don't feel at all sick? You know yeah, I mean? and, and the discussion is never on the false positive aspect of the PCR test, which Dr. Kerry Mullis, who won the Nobel, uh, the, the Nobel Prize for Science for the PCR test, said, number one, it's not used to diagnose any disease. It's only for scientific purposes. Uh, because if you're asymptomatic, your uh, immune system might be winning the fight. So you can't say that someone has a disease because they have one bacteria of the common cold virus. I mean COVID-19, um, which is unique. By the way, the common cold every season is novel. It's novel because every season generates a different, not new and different and unique common cold. So they've rebranded this as COVID-19. The Delta variant is the seasonal common cold that happens every year, which always has had a 99.999996 survival rate, mostly killing people that are 89 years old. And so they're using this exact natural cycle to then say, well, the PCR test, we have a case now. Kerry Mullis also said that uh, that Tony Fauci is the biggest lying piece of shit who, in the world who's a propagandist, who, uh, you know, he lies, he'll look right in the camera and lie. That's what Kerry Mullis said about Tony Fauci. And then he dies in 2019, Kerry Mullis, and then they take his invention and use it everything against, he publicly stated was against. Welcome to the Illuminati. 
Ugh. Yeah, and uh, I, I read a pretty interesting PolitiFact uh, article, uh, you know, because someone had posted something about Kerry Mullis and the PCR test and the things that he said and the things that you can go watch him say on video. And it's hilarious because the PolitiFact article told you that the things that he just said he didn't mean. He was speaking about it in the context of AIDS, except that I don't get how that doesn't translate because he's basically saying you shouldn't be using the PCR test to diagnose someone for AIDS because of these reasons. And it was just like, the PolitiFact articles, I actually, I, I get a lot of entertainment from. That's how, I, that's how I entertain myself these days, is just by reading uh, fact-check articles because they have the most insane way of making a straw man argument like they'll say that someone said this thing in this context and therefore that it is untrue what you are seeing and hearing with your eyes and ears and it, it's it's it really is the craziest thing and i don't know if you have read the uh the real uh, yeah what is it the real anthony fauci yet by uh robert f kennedy jr but it is fucking brutal and some of the shit that this guy did like he uh, he uh, under the NIH, he funded all these studies, uh, uh, testing out crazy fucking uh, vaccines and medications on foster, uh, not foster kids, uh, uh, what's that word? Um, orphans? Orphans, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is right up their alley, you know, there's the, so there was like, they found these mass graves in the Dominican Republic where they were sending some of these kids, and it, they, they found at least like a hundred of them, it was like 80 or a hundred of them they could trace directly to the Fauci program. And it's and, and not to mention the shit that he did with AIDS and he withheld medication so that he could patent it and he he forwarded medication that was straight killing people and then you just say it's AIDS and you can see all these uh, these um, advertisements from back in the eighties where entire families are wearing masks because they think that AIDS can be caught on a fucking toilet seat. You know, just like and this guy's been at it since 1984, and I, I don't understand. Like, I've really been trying to dig down into the psychology of, of, you know, regular people, regular unthinking people. Like, how can you allow someone to lie to you and to stretch the truth and to move the goalposts over and over and over again and still trust them? I mean, it's not that crazy because it, it happened under the, the war on terror, you know what I'm saying? But they're following this exact same script. They went from a security state to a, and now they're transitioning into a biosecurity state. And it's the exact same playbook. Like when the Taliban stopped working, they went to Al Qaeda. When Al Qaeda stopped working, they went to ISIS. When coronavirus 19 stops working, they move on to the Delta variant. When that stops working, they move on to Om Omicron. And they can Unicorn. set up all. Unicorn. Exactly. <laughs> and they, could, they can set up. The, the, it's, they could set up these crazy authoritarian programs on little to no data, but then you have like hundreds and thousands of doctors coming out and saying like, no, we have effective early treatment. And that gets put by the wayside because they say there's no randomized trials, but they, they roll out all these vaccines and stuff with <coughs> shitty ass trials and all that stuff. And it's like, how can you, I, I don't understand psychology, how, how you can allow these people to lie to you over and over again. And people just keep rolling with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the White House comes out and says the other day, it's going to be a, like, if you're unvaccinated, it is going, you're going to be met with death and sickness and just like, that is the craziest shit because we know that 99.96% of the people survive. It's, 
you know, sometimes I, I have trouble keeping like my words straight because it's so fucking baffling. But it uh, this this press briefing by uh, by Biden the other day just really seemed like a bunch of veiled threats, like all rolled on top of each other. And the guy can't even speak. Like he's coughing the whole time. He's tripping over words. He's saying like uh, Spock tiled, and it, it's just like it's the craziest shit. Man. It really is. Uh, I wonder if Tony Fauci, for just killing those 80 orphans in a trial, they were like, you know, he went to some Illuminati meeting and they're like, congratulations, you have got psychopath level three now, you know? And then they're like, now we will give you Operation AIDS, you know? And then he goes and he tests uh, AZT on gay people and that uh, medical intervention was doing, killing more people than AIDS was. And then they're like, congratulations, now you are psychopath level four now. And then they're like, would you like to do the Delta variant or, you know, the COVID-19 agenda? And then he's like, okay, you know what I mean? So it's like, they just beta test tyranny and they use the same asshole over and over again. Uh, not because he's the best scientist, but because he's the best propagandist and he knows how to, well, you, when you kill orphans, you just bury their bodies in a mass grave. Okay, and then do the, it's a PR problem at that point. Okay, so that or, orphans don't usually have lawyers, right? So then you just, you know what I mean? So then you just shuffle the deck over here. Like they're learning tactics. Like as resistance comes up to them, then that's just like a little thing on a note card that they write down. Oh, well. You know, we, we got to get ahead of this bad press for killing this orphan. So, you know, this is just a PR problem, you know. And when you go through and you look at the comments section of any one of these crazy stories that we're talking about on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that, it seems like most people are right there with us. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's because they're just the most vocal and anybody else just isn't engaging. But I saw this crazy picture of this. Uh, there was a feminist on Twitter or something like that. She says she's taking the Omicron, you know, super seriously, guys. And she's got her two masks and her gloves and her face shield. And it, she's got her Purell on deck. And she's got the masks taped on. And the mask says vote, you know. And it's... Uh, she was just like hammered that she had to turn off the the comments uh, so after that if you didn't actually follow her and she accepted your follow you weren't allowed to comment anymore and just thousands upon thousands of people were piling on her and so it feels like at least the people that are speaking up are actually speaking up and I, I'm having a hard time gauging what amount of people are with it and what amount of people aren't like how this is actually, I, I mean, do you even believe the, whatever it is, 200 million people have been vaccinated? Do you even, do you even buy that, that statistic? Yeah, I wonder if it's like a way to manufacture consent. Like, you know, oh, well, look, your neighbors already got vaccinated. So, you, you know, Bill Gates said, well, the way to get people vaccinated is to activate the trust hierarchy. Get, have people, you know, pillars of your community visibly vaccinating their own kids on camera. That's how you activate the trust hierarchy. So in his head, everything is pyramids. And there's one psychopath at the top and they influence the peasants below. And you just have to get to the 15th psychopaths and then the, all the rest will brainwash, will fall. And it's like, yeah, I know that's how you were raised to think in your oligarch eugenicist family. 
But, you know, I think humanity has a herd immunity to tyranny and propaganda that Bill Gates wasn't really taught growing up. I don't know, though. Like, tyranny has happened enough in, in human history that it, it seems totally possible. It's definitely a and, war. And I, I really can't help but, but wonder how much of this is just like a big loose suck. Right? Can you think of like the amount of resources, I mean, in terms of dollars, but in terms of time spent that has been spent on this shit in the last two years? How far had we come? How far had humanity come up to this point in terms of technology, standard of living, um, and all that stuff? Like, how much of that was all wiped out in just like one fell swoop because they put this operation forward? And it's like, where would we be now in, in, like, coming up on 2022 if we never had to deal with all this stuff? I mean, we would have a little less credibility because we, we you know, people would still be sitting around waiting, like, well, when are they going to start the camps? I mean, so, I mean, in one way, it, it benefited conspiracy theorists because it made us look right, um, if, if anybody was actually paying attention. Um, but on the other hand, like, I can't even imagine... Because if you look at something like 2019, 2019 was filled with basically there were, there was something going on in all sections, in all corners of the of the earth. Uh, protests. You had Hong Kong, and in, in in America alone, you had um, they had massive rallies against the. Uh, it, there was a couple of states like I think New Jersey, um, California were trying to repeal the religious exemption for vaccines and and like organizations like I can were starting to gain ground and get them to overturn those uh, those repeals on the exemptions you had what was going on with the Second Amendment in Virginia uh, where you had uh, this the whatever the the blackface governor over there uh, he was trying to uh, he, he did actually get like some accessory to uh, to rifles banned and then turned like half the, the gun owning population into felons immediately and so, like, 10,000 people showed up to the Capitol the next day with their guns, like, saying, yeah, you're not going to let this happen. And you had the Yellow Vest protests in France. You had all kinds of this stuff going on in 2019. And I think, I don't think originally, like, if you look at things like the SPARS document and you look at um, uh, some of the other uh, tabletop exercises that were similar to that, those take place, like, in 2025, not in 2020. And I think they realized that because of the situation politically with Trump and with all of these, uh, these, these massive protests going on all over the world, I think they were like, we have to do this shit now. And, you know, there was someone sitting there like, Sire, we are not ready. And they're like, fuck it, we got to pull the trigger. And uh, I really can't help but wonder, like, where we would be right now if we didn't have to deal with all this stuff over the past two years. And, I mean, we all know what's coming. You know, I, I was uh, talking about this the other day. And someone was asking me, like, well, what's going to happen when they actually do take away your job? Because right now I have a religious exemption at work. What, what's going to happen when they do take away your job, you know, because you don't have the vaccine? I was like, well, one, I fully expect that, too. I'll fucking figure that out when I get there. Um, because I'm not, that's something I'm just not rolling over for. Um, there's, there has to be people like us that just will not roll over for that. It's easier if you work for yourself, which is something that I'm definitely trying to make happen. Uh, but this is just, it's not, it's not going to go well. I keep telling people, you know, it's like in, in 1984, you know, within the first couple of pages that Winston's going to die at the end, he's going to be tortured. He knows he's committed thought crime by writing in the diary, you know, and, um, it's, it's just like, 
we know where this is going. Let's just can we stop it? Yeah. Well, I just want to play this uh, quick clip here for because we have the eyes to see where this is going because they have a pitch man, and it's uh, Klaus Schwab. And I played this before, but this is such an important clip. This is Klaus Schwab about gene editing. The significance of this first uh, industrial revolution is it does. Hold on. Before I start, do you notice he's tripped there? He almost says the Fourth Reich, and then he said uh, industrial revolution. The significance of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't. Ch the fourth, um, like, I mean, uh, you see, he like stumbles there because the, he almost said the inside joke. The, there's an inside yeah. joke in the Illuminati, and he almost he was like. What is for the public or what is for... Oh, I'm doing an interview now, the Industrial Revolution. The significance of this first uh, Industrial Revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who are changed, yeah. and of yeah. course this has a big impact on your identity. Yeah. And offers certain kinds of possibilities that have to be careful about. You know, when you began to when you began to do that kind of gene editing, some people worried that you were changing what it means to be human. It's, that's the problem. And, uh, it, uh, of course, the new uh, industrial revolution offers us many opportunities, but it raises many forward questions on the ethical, but even legal uh, implications. And we have to be prepared for it, and that's what we want to do in Davos next year. Talk about technology and how the ways it can be deployed, uh, you know, that contribute to growth rather than exacerbate unemployment. How will that implement itself? It's a big question mark because uh, there is a fear that uh, technology, robots, uh, just to take yeah. one. Yeah. You get more activity from machines. Exactly, and it replaces maybe um, the workforce or jobs faster than we can replace them with new jobs. Uh, not everybody can be a robot polisher and so yes. on, so yes. there will be new jobs. Daddy, anyway, so that's Klaus Schwab and um, so he, so you're saying New York is mandating that they they can grab you if you test positive, throw you in a van, and do you know medical interventions? Maybe they'll give you vitamin C. Maybe they'll give you a vaccination that he says will change your DNA, change what it is to be human. There's moral, eh, but really legal implications because he has to call the lawyers. So this is what where they're going. They have this. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard, this German L. Ron Hubbard figure who dresses like Emperor fucking Palpatine. And he says this publicly. And it's like, and then these sycophants who, who bow to the DNC no matter how many times the DNC fucks them over. You have to, look, when you, there's something called narcissistic personality disorder, which I think 95% of Americans have. And this is what it is. When you're confronted with superior evidence, you are too insecure to be wrong about dick ever. So what you do is instead of, so I voted for Barack Obama in, two, was that 2008 when he first got in? And so like, you know, you know, my dad was almost killed on 9-11 and I blame George, the Bush family, the Bush crime family. And then I go, well, let's go with the Obamas. Let's go with the Democrats, right? Uh, he's a black guy, you know, he's saying, you know, hope and change, great. Two, no, doesn't close Gitmo, no affordable health care, 
he wanted to sell, mandate that you get health care from the big creeps. No free college, no affordable college there. So what is substantively different doesn't pull out of Iraq, doesn't pull out of Afghanistan. Name, it's, it's like, can you, do you just look at him and go, he's a nice guy. Look at him smile. He's a handsome man. What substantive difference did he have between the Bush family? Name one. He's a nice guy. Look at him. He speaks well. So Well, he, he did authorize a drone strike on an American citizen in Afghanistan without a trial. So there's a substantial, substantive difference from the Bush He family. could push it further because he pretended. Bush never pretended not to be a psychopath. He was like, I'm a war president. I, I'm, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to kill him. He actually did that. He forgot to mention that he caused 9-11 to happen. Uh, the architects and engineers of 9-11 Truth proved it. And they haven't been able to get their day in court, although they filed grand jury requests in the Southern District of New York, which is where Ghislaine Maxwell's trial is being held right now. And they're going to have this trial for five years to, to keep the architects and engineers out of the trial. If the architects and engineers in 9-11 Truth got in the Southern District of New York, it would upend the U.S. government. So they're they're doing this Jelaine bullshit. Anyway, people, the, Jeffrey Epstein woke everybody up. Bill Clinton was on that flight log. Hillary Clinton was on that flight log. A fucking Prince Andrew was on that flight log. What is this shit? What is this? What is this? We will not take no... And then they go... Oh, well, there's a virus, so everyone locked down. No, no. How about before we locked down, we put a wood chipper on the White House lawn, and every fucking person, I don't care if you were there for philanthropy, Bill Gates, you piece of shit, anyone on that flight log, you go, Kevin Spacey, wood chipper. Chris Tucker, wood chipper. Stephen Colbert, wood chipper. I'm sorry. If you're on that flight log, go die. I don't care. My opinion. Yeah, but... I've been saying that for a while now. Is just that we just need to, we just need to get the guillotine over there on the lawn and uh, just start over. And man, it, it's crazy too when you're reading about uh, the the trial online or or in mainstream publications. I, the only thing you'd ever think is that there's a couple people that were forced to give uh, Jeffrey Epstein some uncomfortable massages that may have included some masturbation. You know, it's like. Whoa, 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 what happened to all those files that the FBI recovered from his island? Where's all that? Why isn't that being entered into evidence? And who else was involved? Because you really just get the sense that Ghislaine was was his girlfriend and maybe uh, helped him to uh, groom some of these girls to give him inappropriate massages. It's just like this. And everybody knows it was way bigger than that. And it's it's a fucking joke. Yeah. You know. So they're making it like, oh, he was uh, independently wealthy from stock trading. Bullshit. Uh, and then, so he wanted hand jobs. Okay. What? What about the commercial blackmail operation that was sponsored by Mossad, MI5, and the CIA? What about that operation? Who did they ensnare, and for to what ends? You know, and if you were ensnared in that, go die. Like that, fine. You were entrapped into this. Okay, wood chipper. Cool fucking story. Wood chipper. I'm so sick of this bullshit. Because if that happened, do you think that the establishment would have the gumption to pull this off? No. No. 
they would be chum in the water and we would have a, a wonderful, we would have free college, free health care, and a system that's not completely fucking corrupt. In my I will say this much, too, that the coverage on Ghislaine's trial has been so soft. Why did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? He could have got through this. You know what I mean? It might have came out the other side with a little bit of time in prison, but he kills himself over it. Like, this is not being taken very seriously, as far as I could tell from what I've been reading about the trial. And it's it doesn't make any sense that he would have offed himself if this was the extent of where they're going to go with with all this stuff. And not to mention, like, what is it? Uh, the the prosecutor is, or, or the yeah, it's the the prosecutor is is Comey's daughter, and the the judge is is an Obama appoint or a Biden appointee that was put there just for this fucking thing. It's like it just reeks like a cover up. Best friends and with Dershowitz, the the judge, yeah. and it's like, dude. People just got to get their heads out of their asses, you know? And this is, this goes back to my point, is this thing is just a giant attention stealer. It's a loose stealer. It's a resource suck. You know, how can everybody be okay with the fact that more billionaires were created in 2020 than in any time in history? It's the largest transfer of wealth ever in human history. And everybody just goes, yeah, but I'm trying to be safe. It's like those two things don't go together. You know, it, you can obviously see, you know, it, you always hear that follow the money. What happened in 2020? Follow the money. You can see all of these companies that are uh, that are uh, that have benefited from it. Not just the vaccine companies, but you've got all these corporations that are pushing that narrative. By all accounts, all professional sports should have went under in 2020. If you can't support your team with ticket sales, they should have all. So how is it that they survive? They did not survive off of television contracts. There's no fiat, fucking way. I'm fiat not buying currency. It. I'm just not buying it. They were they were they were obviously paid off. You know, I can't even watch Monday Night Football without seeing a fucking Pfizer commercial. You know, and it's like you can't watch anything on the media without there being a Pfizer Pfizer commercial. And you're also not supposed to be uh, advertising experimental products on television. So the way that they get around it in these Pfizer commercials is that they they just like show that Pfizer also manufactures vaccines and we're working towards a new normal, you know, and it's that right there or fucking Sanjay Gupta, this motherfucker should have been castrated for his appearance on Sesame street. Like you should not be selling this shit to children. You should, that's, that's the most unconscionable thing that you could possibly do. And this guy was just allowed to do it. You know what I mean? After getting pantsed on Joe Rogan a week earlier, you know what I mean? And, I, as much as I love Joe Rogan, that guy was way too polite to Sanjay Gupta. You should have excoriated him. I don't care how nice the guy is in person. This guy just, he just contributed to some of the worst disinformation campaigns that I've ever fucking witnessed. And he did so with a straight fucking face. And then when, when Joe Rogan shows him, he's like, no, they did a fucking study. They said that there's, you have way more, of a, a child has way more of a chance of, of dying from a, of the vaccine or being injured from the vaccine than, than being severely injured by the fucking by the virus itself it's like it doesn't and and then also what about what the fuck are they putting in the vaccines in europe why are all these fucking soccer players dying like, yeah right i was hearing about that they, they're the all they're all having that? heart attacks and strokes and they're super athletes like, um that, 
yeah, the wheels are coming up their depopulation agenda. But I, I just want to go back to a point I said before, because someone has accused me before of conflating these two things, the Epstein and the COVID-19. No, no, Dershowitz. That's the connection. Dershowitz publicly debated uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. on the vaccine issue, so being supported by the pharmaceutical industrial complex. He also was a lawyer for Epstein. He also... so. The, the fact that Dershowitz was Epstein's lawyer and is the best friend of the judge in the Jelaine Maxwell trial shows that that's all whitewashed horseshit. Because I'm sure he made sure that the judge put the parameters of it was just hand jobs and massages. Just focus on that. Spend five years on that. Okay, don't worry about the Bill Clinton and the DNC and Hillary, you know licking young girls vaginas and shooting their bodies in the ocean don't talk about that it was all hand jobs so dershowitz cooked the books in the back as far as i'm concerned that this this case like we've been talking about is horseshit but then he's also just like he's the most disgusting centipede type of creature who then he's like you know also works for the pharmaceutical industrial complex like well, put it on Sesame Street and just say, baby, get the jib. I don't know. Maybe get a jib. Big Bird likes a jib. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. It's just the most, like, how do you fucking live with yourself? If I have a weird conversation with, like, an ex-girlfriend, I'm like, you know, you're cheating whore and I hang up or whatever. The, the next morning, I feel bad. I shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Even if I'm right. Even if I'm right. That girl knows what I'm talking about. Um, but you know what I mean? I'm like, I shouldn't have used that strong a language, but you know, whatever. But, uh, like I feel bad even, uh, you know, when I do little things, but, uh, cause I'm hotheaded sometimes, but anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, he's, he's the head of the hydras. Um, yeah. And I remember Dershowitz was on, I think he was on the high wire or at least the high wire was, uh, was, uh, broadcasting one of his interviews. And he tried using this crazy argument for vaccines, saying that the government could mandate them. And I guess he was essentially right, because they're going ahead and doing it anyway, even if it is through the back door through OSHA, that um, he was using as uh, a precedent in like 1905. There was this guy in Massachusetts that refused to get the smallpox vaccine. And the government, he, he basically made the argument that the government, there's precedent for forcing someone to get the vaccine, even though this guy only was ordered to pay a $5 fine for not getting the smallpox vaccine, you know? And it's like, it's these crazy logical stretches that, that these guys, it's like, it's, they're, they're doing cartwheels. They're doing like gymnastics with these, with these arguments. And it, it, they've just been doing this for two years straight. And I, I can't even believe that this, this mandate's going to go through. It was held up in the courts, uh, in the, in the, the, the fourth circuit or the fifth circuit and then the, and then the sixth circuit fucking overturned it with not even like a full judge panel they did a three judge panel instead of like the traditional uh, 14 and it's just it's unfucking believable i mean i i figured it was going to go through but i didn't think it was going to go through on time like this like they're, they're all fucking happy about it like woo, uh, and all this you know they're just like so excited that they get to stay on their fucking timeline well, that's how the Rand Corporation got us into Vietnam. They go, they would pick and choose incidents where um, the Viet Cong were like upset that Americans were occupying and escalating, and then anytime they would retaliate, they would put that in some kind of like deeply emotional poem 
the Rand Corporation to spin it. Oh, well, these innocent soldiers who were just, you know, occupying another country. But they were so innocent. And then the Viet Cong came out and they murdered them. And so we have to send more and more and more because of the kids. So that's how the Rand Corporation emotionally manipulated America into that clusterfuck, holocaust of resources. Because spending money on education or anything but chaos is just not in, in the agenda of the empire in America. Could you imagine what we could do with the resources if they didn't spend money on war, if they didn't spend money on all this fucking, this COVID bullshit? What do you think we could do with those fucking resources? Man? I think we'd all be psychic. We'd be, we'd be, we wouldn't even have this interview. We, we would have like, you know, psychic connection. We would spiritually advance, God forbid. Um, speaking of spiritual advancement, I've been, tr I, I've been writing handwritten letters. So I, I, to, to this guy called Klaus Schwab Jr. So I was a German exchange student and, um, I had this friend called Klaus Schwab Jr. Who's just the most entitled person in the world. And I wrote him a handwritten letter and I said, you know, Klaus, I think that your, um, your drinking is out of control. Your, your power is out of control. And I, I wrote like emotional things like remember when you like disrespected my mom in front of everybody, you said that she was a filthy peasant and her food stunk and then you spat your, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to go into all these awful incidents that uh, I was subjected to, but I, I wrote him this like, you know, don't, stop being a power trip, you know? And um, so then I was, uh, Charlie Robinson invited me onto Union of the Unwanted and when it was, uh, when I was supposed to be there, I just woke up like two days later on a dirty couch outside where someone was throwing out in my apartment. And it was um, taped to my chest. It just said Klaus Jr. in an envelope. So I opened that up and there was a severed bald eagle head. And uh, the letter he wrote back was, uh, was, um, uh, thanks for the letter. I'm seeking treatment. Stop having sex with fat, ugly women from 6th Street. And I was like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? So I try to, but then when I saw the Union of the Unwanted episode, he did it. Uh, so he logged into my computer and he did the episode. So um, I, was, I was there, man. Oh, were, oh yeah. That's, that's where I first met him. Okay, so I just want to play a clip from that. So um, Eric J., um, uh, Klaus, Klaus. <laughs> Klaus. Yeah, Klaus Schwab Jr. My father is a Klaus Schwab Senior, and um, but I uh, am kind of the first one lots of doubles, and so I know a lot of inside information. <laughs> I hung out with uh, Hunter Biden and me, the uh, traffic uh, drugs and adrenaline and sex, and um, so I am in these circles. It's like he's best friends with Hunter Biden. It's like, you know what I mean? It's very shallow gene pool at the top of the empire. Um, I, remember, go I remember Midnight Mike being like, what are you even talking about? This doesn't even make sense. I've heard of all conspiracy. He was just, he was jarred. He was he was totally just like he couldn't he couldn't wrap wrap his mind around the uh, the Klaus Schwabs. Yeah. So um, then. There's uh, another clip here from that. Good to be here. Klaus, I need you to be my new spiritual advisor. Uh, I feel like you have your shit together. <laughs> yeah, and um, I also, 
for all my new clients, you have to send three babies. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. You yeah. they have to be mine? <laughs> uh, well, you can oh, answer them. You can get them at the park, <laughs> for example. Um, outside the uh, school buses or something, sometimes. You park the van. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, so technically, as long as you're the one mailing them, they're your three babies. So, like, you know, I try to help this guy, like, you know, but I think he's just beyond saving, you know? I think he's... Once you've, st once you've stepped off that ledge, man, it's, it's, it's a, it might take a couple days, but you yeah. won't die. Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because he, he's always putting out his daddy's uh, talking points. Um, your commitment to character is second to none, I must say. What? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that part um, is confusing. So, yeah, so the first industrial revolution, you see, like, people, soon you own nothing would be happy because you, you know, you buy something, should I have the warranty, should I have the six-month warranty? Now you will learn everything from us, your oligarchy, so you're welcome. Oh, so you'll rent everything from him. Like, his family doesn't have enough wealth. So, like, you know. You know, I struggle with this often because I'll tell people about some of this shit, and they're like, no, it's bullshit. They're not, I'm like, they write about it. They made they a commercial. About it. They made you a commercial. They're like, what are your sources? Fucking the guy I'm talking about. That's who the fuck my source is. He said it. You know, oh, it, that's they, bull. They're your conspiracy theorist. You could send people links and all that shit. It's like it's like when you lend somebody a book, you know they're not gonna fucking read it. It's like you send somebody a link. You're like, you check that thing out that I told you. Nah, man, I never got around to it. It's like, well, next time you fucking tell me that I'm full of shit and you ask me where my fucking sources are, it, you better fucking you better click the goddamn link. Yeah, it's right there. You will you know? read nothing and be happy. Um, he talked about how he bonds with his family, too. I'm really close with, with my father yeah, and the Schwab family. Like, we, I remember 20 years ago, 20 years before, I was in uh, England with my father and Jimmy Savills and Prince Andrews and Prince Charles and we were making human hunting. But 20 years ago, we did not have the RFID chips in the arms. And one of the kids, he got out of the castles, and then he started talking to newspapers and all these things. And then we got the RFID chips, so then if uh, the boy, naked boy, runs out of the castle, oh my god, they're trying to kill me with the dog or the fox. <laughs> Um, then uh, we can always find them. So that is why we now are having the 5G towers everywhere, um, all the way up Californians. Um, so then, yeah, they, sometimes they get out of the castle. But I know, yeah, family, <laughs> me and my father, we love to ride on horses or make the arrows or something. It's, we bonds this way. Like, that's a, like a heartwarming story to him. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And I just posted something on my Instagram today. It was an article out of like Science Magazine or some shit. And it was like, Sweden's figured out how you can put a microchip no bigger than the size of a grain of rice under your arm and you can keep your vaccine passport on it. Isn't this great? And I was just like, that's what the fuck I was talking about. That's exactly what I was fucking talking about. And, the, and people just, it just, whoop, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, that wouldn't be so bad that I wouldn't have to carry around this fucking card everywhere. And it's like, 
you got to be fucking shitting me. It's yeah. like that's exactly what I've been talking about all this time. I've been screaming about the microchips since I was fucking like 12. And, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, that's not that big a deal, right? It's like, you you stupid piece of shit. There's, there's just technology allows the oligarchy to upgrade things. So, for example, you know, it starts with like a ring in a cow's ear for slaughter. And then they put a chip in a dog and a puppy to be like, oh, it's cute. My dog like went out went outside and thank God it had the chip in it. Da, 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 totalitarian tiptoe. Oh, well, we're just going to put your vaccine passport on your phone just for for handy. You're all dumb. You're all dumb monkeys who don't read anyway. And you're looking at your phone at your social score on your fucking you see how many fucking dumb twitter followers you have for putting booty pictures on there because everyone you're a fucking dumb cow beast of burden so now just on your phone after you get vaccinated and you put it on facebook and you get zero more friends now you just handy you just, you just get now you travel you like to travel nobody has money but you could travel and you'd be there well oh we'll just eject the chip and you that's how they do this it's this is a mark of the beast Pretty soon they'll be like, oh, well, your debit card could just be in your vaccine chip. And then if we don't like you or you upset the oligarchy, we turn it off. This is in the Bible. Like they're creating a, a situation where they're uh, they're calling them. They, they're gods. They are our gods. And even though it's been written in the Bible, oh, you don't want to read that book? Cool. That even though fucking uh klaus schwab goes on charlie rose and goes we will change your dna to be our slave he says it he puts out a commercial you will own nothing you know what i mean on the flicky teletube picture box people are still like well obama was good let's get Biden." in there like people are dumb fucking monkeys and they're walking on off a cliff to their own slaughter like lemmings and it's sad to watch and that's exactly what I was talking about. So a family too, member just got a vaccine, and then they're like, oh, well, they just got COVID. No, what happened was you got the vaccine, now you're sick. That's what happened. I haven't got the vaccine. I feel fucking great, okay? So that's what that happened. Works. I've worked in a hospital for two years. Well, I mean, I've been, been in a hospital for 13 years, but somehow I just went the past two years without getting fucking sick. It's funny how that fucking works, huh? And instead... And so I get excoriated for not getting the vaccine instead of everybody asking me how I did it. Right? Like, oh, yeah, well, as soon as this thing popped off, and I actually did take it seriously at first because I thought it was a bioweapon that they released to kill everybody and not just to control everybody. So I was like, well, I better fucking take this thing seriously, take care of the guys at the hospital. And so, you know, I was like, I started spending more time out in the sun on my lunch breaks and eating more fucking apples and organic fruits and vegetables and shit like that. And nobody ever stopped and asked me, like, how'd you fucking do it? You've been healthy this entire time. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and to go back to what you were just saying, too, it's funny that one of those PolitiFact articles that I read for entertainment was just saying that the vaccine doesn't change your DNA, except that you've got all these motherfuckers saying it does change your DNA. Like, the fact that all you have to do now is that, like, I don't even know why anybody trusts these these checking organizations in the first place um, because they just said it and just because someone said they didn't say it that that's true except that they said it right 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 Klaus Schwab the leader of the World Economic Forum who has 
you know, masterminded the COVID-19 agenda. Um, <laughs> he said it on camera, but that is dis- when it went through his PR agent to his sycophants to his, uh, you know, down the chain of command to CNN. By the time CNN gets it for propaganda, they don't even know the source material anymore. And he's just the puppet master, you know what I mean? And again, he dresses like Emperor Palpatine, and every idea he says out loud is like said by an emotionally retarded person. And being friends with Klaus Schwab Jr., it's like, no, you just don't know what love is. Like everything Klaus Schwab Jr. says, it's like, oh, you've never like held a puppy on Christmas morning that came out of a, a, a gift basket with a puppy in it, you know? And then your family was all sitting there and then you had a nice breakfast together and like you all giving each other gifts and loving and hugging each other. Like that's never happened for you. So then you talk like, well, not everybody can be the robot Polisher. Have you ever gotten a puppy for Christmas? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, my dog Snowball. I just thought, I, I never thought anybody actually did that. Yeah, I got a puppy for Christmas. Um, this gave is, it to you? Huh? Who gave it to you? My parents. I mean, Santa. <laughs> Santa Klaus Fob. Um, here's another Klaus Jr. Uh, clip. Yeah, and when you have AIDS 150 uh, genders, then it is an academic circle jerk that never goes anywhere. So it's always the solution is get rid of the family. So no matter how many papers you write or esoteric, maybe I have a gender that is half a dwarf and a panda. I mean, uh, then you have a confused kid who's very, uh, then you can catch him for the van. And then you can make uh, the flesh plastic one clone when you can sell it to the Draco affiliates. So that is what uh, Hunter Biden and I are in business doing. But like, it's a, a very tricky because um, it's hard not to get uh, high on your own supplies, if you know what I mean. So sometimes uh, we have three kids in the van, and by the time we get to Mars, there's only one left to sell. So. Uh, it's hard yeah. for the gas money's uh, backs to miles. But, uh. He said a lot there, but the first thing he was saying was to, to stow more chaos and confusion in the population you rule. You just keep on putting out new genders. And uh, this is interesting. I'm reading uh, Charlie Robinson's book, uh, Hip- Hippo Crazy. And there's like the chapter I like the most is where he goes into the Soros Foundation and how they're funding... Black Lives Matter, how they're sowing discontent between the races. Have the peasants fight each other, white people versus black people. That's the oldest playbook in the world. When they're fighting each other, they can't fight up the top of the pyramid, the trust hierarchy, as Bill Gates said. There's, there's these wizened elders at the top of different pyramids, and they, have all, they trickle all the information down to the peasant. Right? Isn't that how everything works, Bill Gates? You piece of fucking shit. I will fist fight you. Um, but yeah, so what do you think about this whole gender issue? Because, you know, this gets in the area where it's like, you're being transphobic, this and that, but it's like, how do you raise a kid when both the parents' genders keep changing, like strobe lights, right? You know what I mean? Both, (laughs) then they're, 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 they have ADHD and they can't focus on a marriage between a man and a woman. So then now one's a unicorn, the other's a draft gendered, 
Now there's they're a demisexual. They're cheated. They're different creeps are coming in and out of their house. Hey mom, can you take me to baseball practice? No, I'm a man. I'm not going to my lumberjack convention and then I'm going to go cosplay and then get fisted. You know what I mean? This is this is not a stable environment for the child. You know, it's the craziest thing because I'm a very I'm very much like a, a libertarian in my views, especially on sexuality, drug use, all that stuff. I don't give a fuck. Do not make me give a fuck about your stupid bullshit, which is really what I think like anybody that insists on uh, everybody else acknowledging their sexual stuff. You know what I mean? I can't fucking stand it. Um, like, I never run around telling people that I like to, you know, masturbate while driving. You know what I mean? Like, I don't make other people engage in my fantasy and, like, it, pretend that it's okay or pretend that, that, like, if they don't accept me for who I am, it's just, like, it's the craziest fucking thing. You know right. what I mean? It's just fucking leave it in the bedroom. It, nobody gives a shit if you're a trans. It's like it's 2021. Nobody cares if you're gay. Nobody cares if you're transgendered. The only people that do are people that are going to be dead someday, and they're fucking, like, like nobody accepted this stuff 100 years ago, and it's getting better, it's getting better, and now you've, like, turned the hands of time back so that you can engage in this thing that has obviously been drummed up by the people at the top in order to sow discord and confusion and further... It's like, have you never read Julius Caesar's Gallic Wars? That's, it's right out of the fucking playbook. That's how you take people over. You fucking divide them across every line that you can. So you get the race card, then you get the sexual card, then you get the political card. Before you know it, everybody's too fractured, and they can't agree on the very simple things that, it's really the only thing that matters at this point is civil rights. And it's like, I thought we already got past that, and granted, like, these things take time, and race relations were getting better. Uh, People you know, being able to express themselves in whatever sexual way they want to was getting better. Acceptance of minorities in all of their different forms was getting better. And you turn back the hands of time by putting everything under a microscope and saying, you need to engage in my fantasy instead of everybody just going, hey, none of this shit matters. Let's just make sure there's no discrimination and everybody gets the same access to civil rights. That's it. That's all that fucking matters. There's nothing more narcissistic to me to broadcast your unique sexuality and to demand everybody adhere to your emotional requirements. To me, it's like, you know, have you ever been to like a museum where a natural museum where like there's like the thing where it's like uh, butterflies on a wall with pins in each dead butterfly with a species categorization? So for me, it's like, People are such, so starved to be a unique victim that they want to go, no, no, I'm a demisexual, pan, you know, fox gendered, I'm, I'm part pineapple, I'm, th- it's a, how much are you talking now? Like, my, I, I want to order Starbucks right now. Shut the fuck up and take down my order. You know what I mean? No, no, you have to, before I take your order, you will address me as, queen of the underworld who is also you know what i mean a pine it's like jesus okay like no no like you can't function in society forcing this nonsense uh 
on other people. You know what I mean? I think it boils down to laziness because people want to be special for doing nothing. Yes, yes. You know, it's like being special is hard fucking work. Yes. You, you, you have to know yourself. You have to put your time and effort into something not only worthwhile for you, but that's worthwhile for other people that other people are going to notice and, and declare you special for. You know, and it, it, this also ties in with, um, you know, trying to level the playing field and making sure everybody's the same. So it's, it, it's crazy, right? They want everybody to be the same, but they want to have their own special category for j- just for being who they are. You know what I mean? And so it's like it, it is it just boils down to laziness. Like, you know what I mean? N- I would never ask someone to declare me special for doing nothing. Right. Right. You know, like, if someone says, like, oh, man, you're fucking, you're awesome at podcasting, or, like, you're a great singer, those are things that took a lot of fucking work. No one's ever been, man, you are so good at being straight. It's like, hell yeah, man. It's it's the craziest thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're so good at railing chicks, and it's like, actually, thank you, I've been working really (laughs) good. Thanks for noticing. You're great at masturbating in your car, Jay Hanahan. That's the word I am so good. I am so good Especially at it. Long... it it's, it's a lot of work, actually, that's, that's involved in it. you got to make sure that you got the tissue ready, you know, and it, you don't always have a tissue, but at least there's masks all over the place now. So you've always And you have to it. time jizzing on a straight road or uh, a stop sign. Or, yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, highways are the best. You have to not lose control. I remember what I, I admitted I did that to a girlfriend one time, and it blew her mind. Like, she realized her power went down. Anyway. Um, well, I mean, it, it getting blowjobs on the highway is, is, is great. Everybody loves that. But, oh, the second I start masturbating on the highway, I'm fucking gross. Fucking oh, what a disgusting person. Yeah. What a disgusting yeah. person. <laughs> After that conversation, I don't even... Okay, let let's uh, let me switch up my... Uh, talk about disgusting people. This is uh, Hillary Clinton. And the, the only thing I've labeled this as is... Uh, uh, lie ramble president who disdains democracy and, as you have said numerous times, has other agendas. What they all are, I don't think we yet know. I hope historically we will find out who he's beholden to, who pulls his strings. Uh, I would love to see his phone records to see whether he was talking to Putin the day that... uh... Okay. This whole Russiagate thing makes me so mad. So Jack Ruby shoots Oswald and... Do you know what LBJ said? This is a Russia conspiracy. So then, uh, when JFK got shot, LBJ said, this is a Russian conspiracy. So LBJ killed Kennedy with Alan Dulles and Herbert Walker Bush. For this, they earned their 33rd degree in the Scottish Rite of Dallas, which they were conveniently in in the murder site. They probably uh, pulled some dead... Uh, pedophile masons from their catacombs in that building to make sure that the ritual went through to the underworld uh, promptly because they keep corpses in the Scottish Rite in every Scottish Rite building. Well, particularly Dallas and D.C. They keep corpses of dead pedo 33 degree members. Fact. I'm not debating this. I know this for a fact. So they killed JFK. Alan Dulles, Herbert Walker Bush, and LBJ conspired to do this and cover it up. They immediately blame Russia. So Trump, you know. President who disdains democracy and, as you have said numerous times, has other agendas. What they all are, I don't think we yet know. I hope 
historically we will find out who he's beholden to, who pulls his strings. Uh, I would love to see his phone records to see whether he was talking to Putin the day that uh, the insurgents uh, invaded our capital. But we now know that not just him, but his enablers, his accomplices, his cult members have the same disregard for democracy. Do you think we need a, a 9-11 type commission to investigate and report everything that they can pull together and explain what happened? Oh my God. So you covered up 9-11, Hillary Clinton, and what you did was you killed JFK Jr. in a plane crash in 1999 because he was going to win that New York Senate seat in 2000, Hillary. So you killed him to satanically symbolize this. You killed him in a plane crash to get that Senate seat to then cover up 9-11, you fucking bitch. And that, my fucking dad was almost killed in that, you fucking whore bitch. So, number one. Number two, he has a, Trump has a disdain for democracy. He beat Creepy Joe, whose campaign slogan was, I'm going to smell as many kids, girls' hair as possible. He couldn't fill a fucking middle school cafeteria to do a fucking speech. And Trump was selling out stadiums like fucking Aerosmith or U2, okay? So then Trump has such a disdain for democracy. So you fudged elections with the Diebolt machines, which were, which uh, it came out that China programmed them, but they had back doors and satellite dishes were going to Germany and Italy and every which, every <laughs> fucking, the Bundesnachlichtendienst, which is the German CIA, they had a backdoor channel in, Klaus Schwab had a way into our voting machines, so did fucking the Italian P3 Masons. Like, this is, these are fat, and then, and then, well, we have to know how he has such a disdain for democracy. It's probably Russia. I mean, this is just hacky Hegelian dialectic talking points said from a lady who flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane and then is shocked in 2016 when she's too much of a creep for the Americans to trust her and vote for her. So even though she probably tilted it 70-30 in her favor, they just the seventy that they were count or the thirty that they were counting on didn't show up, and Tr Trump beat her in such a landslide that even the Illuminati in an underground bunker was like, "Listen, we can't. We'll fudge it thirty percent. We're not going to fudge it eighty percent." And so they even Trump broke the algorithm. He was so popular over Hillary. These are facts. So then they broke it even more. So then they they stacked the deck more with Biden because he was like. Uh, corn pop, and I'm smelling hair, and uh, where am I? What state is this? And that was his campaign slogan. And it's like, you know what I mean? So, like, everything she says is compact in such horseshit. She's a Rockefeller, uh, and uh, she's, she's a lesbian. Her pedophile, her husband Bill Clinton, is a pedophile like he can't even keep his dick out of a fucking intern for for two terms it's just like these are disgusting fucking people and uh the, so revolver has uh a, a couple of great articles like really deep investigative articles on january 6th and they they show pretty convincingly that that was an fbi operation um they had this guy i think his name is uh shit i think his name is ryan ryan epps I, I, I might be fudging his name a little bit. 
But uh, yeah, this guy was he was there on on January fifth, just talking to people in the street, like we need to go to the Capitol, we need to go inside the Capitol and take it over. And people were like, yo, what the fuck are you talking? About? Shut the fuck up, old man. And he's like, we need to get in there, and everyone just starts screaming, Fed, 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 Fed. Next day, this guy is on so he's on everybody's fucking cell phone. He's the he's the one that convinced everybody to to breach the first gate. 20 minutes before everybody showed up from the uh, the, uh, the the Trump rally down, you know, there was a straight line right from the rally right to this this point at the Capitol, and he was the one that broke the barricades. Then you got got this other guy with a bullhorn up on the fucking, on the inauguration platform that's telling everybody to go inside and telling everybody how to do it and get inside, and they just, like, kept, like, corralling people like sheeps in a fucking paddock, you know, just getting them to go into the Capitol. And then when they get in there... You know what I mean? Like, they, they try to make it like there was this deadly insurrection when all of the cops that died, they were fucking, they died of a heart attack, like, uh, the day or weeks after. And the only person killed was actually a fucking protester that was shot by Capitol Police. And it's like, I've never heard of an insurrection where not one politi- politician didn't get their fucking head cut off. Like, I don't know what insurrection you're fucking talking about, but it's very important for the narrative because what they need to do is that they need to have this, like, this, this, two-pronged approach where they need to be able to censor everybody for disagreeing with the official narrative on the the coronavirus and they need to be able to uh to censor people and call them like white supremacists and these things they'll they'll Mm -hmm. come together conspiracy theorists and and holocaust denier will they'll all meet into one nice neat little box and they'll fucking they'll straight censor it'll probably end up being 20 to to 35 percent of the population like won't be able to have access to, to social media, especially after all these new the, these rules go through um, on Facebook and Twitter. They're they're you know for the new year they're updating all of their terms of service and all the stuff, and so it's like, and it, it, conversely they're also going to start shutting down all the alternative uh, media like they they tried to do with Parler last year. You know I'm convinced that they'll do that too, and I really don't even think that podcasts have much longer. Uh, to go, I think they'll start going for the RSS feeds after they they clean up the social media game. So it's like all these things are going to come to a head, and this is all like you were saying, it's Hegelian dialectic shit. You know what I'm saying? It's these these they they just keep creating these false narratives, and just the way that they can superimpose these realities on real life, these these false realities, it's 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 mind boggling to me. Well, that's where the trauma based mind control goes in because they could just disassociate and just go. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is the narrative of the oligarchy? Let me put this, like you say, like a filter, a film. It's just like other people, like normal people, like when they get in a position of power, like would have a crisis of conscience. And that's that's what masonry is. It is destroying the cremation of care. You destroy your ability to care about humanity. Um, uh, let me talk, so... Um, I've had Ben Fulford on my podcast um, maybe 11 times now, and he, he always gives me good tips. So he's a was a former Asia-Pacific bureau chief of Forbes. He lives in Tokyo, um, and he said this. You know, I'll believe in the clones when I see the evidence. I've been, you know, just repeating something hundreds of times doesn't convince I ask him about clones all the time. He doesn't bite. Me. I do wonder uh, if the transhumanists are sort of afraid to die. That's why they want to upload their consciousness to a hard drive rather than face uh, judgment at the pearly gates. I wonder if they're trying to circumvent uh, 
The common cold has a new variant every year, has forever. The screen, well now the common cold is a problem that needs vaccination. It's not the seasonal flu, which is fine if you're healthy. The screen over it. Well, you killed JFK. It was probably Russia. Well, you lost to Trump. It was probably Russia. Well, you flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. It was probably Russia, and he's dead now. Like, what about 9-11 that you did? It was probably Russia or Putin. You know, it's just, like, when I see this, it's just like I'm just screaming at my TV all the time because the official narrative is so disgusting to me that it's like that all I can think is bloodshed. All I can think is is a, a wood chipper on the White House lawn with a big hopper. Like, I always think of, like, like a greased-up hopper. Like in a paintball gun, you know, pop, 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 and that, you know what I mean? Just, just put them all like fucking greased up pigs, so that I, I'm more, I'm more concerned of the engine, in the in the uh, wood chipper than these sociopaths. So I don't want the engine to seize because that's a productive thing for society, you know what I mean? So I want them to be greased up when they go down it and be liquefied. But the other thing I want to say about the. Uh, January 6th incident, is I've been thinking a lot about this, and it seems like they, the oligarchy knew that they stole the election, and then the oligarchy knew that the peasants knew that they stole the election. So they had this controlled opposition uh, to go, look, we're going to get them. We're going to get go in the White House and take it over, because clearly there's evidence of corruption everywhere. And the oligarchy let this theater happen in this controlled way with which was the January 6th insurrection. And it seems like some agencies in the CIA, White Hats in the CIA, maybe thought like this would lead, this performance art would lead to more, uh, you know, I don't know, government overflow, overthrow, but they just came off like the way the propaganda machine churned this out is they just look like a bunch of tits. They look like a bunch of idiots. And, um, you know, that's the problem. When they own the flicky picture box in the Teletube, they're really good at turning righteous indignation into a bunch of uh, LARPers, Trump LARPers, uh, morons. And that's, you know, unfortunately what they turned it into. But it was based on righteous anger, you know? Yeah, and it's... I, I really, truly wonder what the percentages of people that buy this bullshit, you know? Because I can understand it takes a lot of time to take each one of these things that we've spoken about tonight. It, it takes a long time to dig down into 
to each one of them, but once you get a couple of layers deep into any one of these subjects, you do realize pretty quickly that it's bullshit. And then you got to cobble them together. That takes a few years. You know, that's a lot of reading and watching documentaries and shit like that, listening to lectures. And, you know, you've got everyone's different viewpoints, everyone's take on it, you know, varying from believable to totally batshit fucking crazy. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I truly wonder how many people really buy it. How many people really buy that that was an insurrection, that was it was an organic insurrection. And it's like, even in the days directly after it, I was like, oh, COINTELPRO, for sure, for sure. And if I brought that up to people that I thought, you know, uh, knew about stuff. You know, I've been like, hey, man, you ever heard of fucking COINTELPRO? They're like, no, what's that? I'm like, well, the CIA infiltrated anti-war groups all through the 60s and 70s, and then they, they either, one, just used it as, like, surveillance, where they would get everybody's names, addresses, and kept tabs on them, things like that, and used for further investigations, or they would try to radicalize the group and get them to do illegal shit so that they could clamp down on everybody. And, you know, that serves a double purpose. You get to shut down the group and you get to, you know, make them look like the devils in the media. And, oh, the FBI needs more money. Look at how much fucking good work they're doing. You know, and and it's weird that I have to tell people that COINTELPRO is a thing and explain it. It's, it's like having to explain Operation Paperclip to somebody. You know, it's like, how is that something that you don't already know about? Yeah. Yeah, Klaus always talks about... <laughs> Klaus Jr. always talks about... Uh, all of his best friends came from Project Paperclip. Apparently, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, uh, thank you so much for being on my uh, podcast, uh, Jay Hanahan. Thanks for having me on How to Kill a Sacred Cow. How can people find you on the social network before the Empire shuts you down? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at How to Kill a Sacred Cow. You know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and all that bullshit garbage. Uh, easiest way is just to go to howtokillasacredcow.com. Uh, I have everything collated there, and um, I will put this episode up on my episodes pages. And thank you very much for having me on your show, Eric. And retroactively, thanks for coming on my show. Hey, uh, it's, we we get along great. We're you know it's uh, it's not like we mm, there's a worry to preach to the choir, but it's not, there's also like peer reviewing each other's conspiracies because you know it's like. The, in our daily lives, I'm sure you can relate to this. I, I talk with my own family, and they, they roll their eyes at everything I say, no matter how well-sourced it is. And so it's just like, for my own sanity, it's like I want to talk to other people who know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's always, it's always nice to get another perspective. You know, check your blind spots. Yeah, exactly. Peer review. Anyway, uh, this is... Oh, yeah. I have a sponsor for the podcast, ACBD Remedy. Go to acbdremedy.com, use promo code ERIC, that's E-R-I-C, for 20% off your order. I like that. What I just showed you was the pain and inflammation, which I take a little bit under my tongue and a dropper for sleepy times, and it helps me have good dreams. Um, you go to ericcollerbach.com, look at my stand-up specials, conspiracies and dick jokes, fart porn and beer halls, and it's a medical device. If you go to podcast appearances on... Uh, EricCollerbach.com. Klaus Schwab Jr., you know, he was in uh, Vegas at Tinfoil Hat 500th episode. He had a stand-up performance there. And he made me drive him. He made me hold his luggage the whole time. And it's just like, you know, 
that I woke up and there was like a, a dead dog's head in the, my hotel room pillow next to me. You know what I mean? But it, then it's like, he just, then he, there's like four grand in my bank account. So it's like, what the hell? You know what I mean? I, I live a very tortured life. I also want to plug uh, Ricky Lord's Boxing Gym. This guy uh, changed my life, Ricky Lord. So uh, Austin, Texas, Ricky Lord's Boxing Gym. As above, so below is a spiritual Illuminati principle that I actually believe in. So, uh, you know, if you go to boxing every day and get punched in the head, then propaganda and bullshit, uh, you can dodge it like you're slipping punches. So, uh, you know, I know you're a big fitness guy, too, and I think that it helps you. It gives you eyes to see, you know. Oh, for sure. I like lifting heavy shit. <laughs> this has been episode 329 of Highway Diary, and I'm going to stop recording now.